Podcast. Magic. Conch. You mean like this? Welcome to another episode of the Magic Conch, the show where Randy and I sit on our asses and talk about absolutely nothing. The show has spoken. Hey, Control Delete. How the are you? I'm doing great, Mr. T. How you doing? Oh, you know, just here in Conch Studio, Shell Studios, the underground. Um, as you can look around, it's pretty sketchy. It looks like we're in a red room, but that is perfectly fine. We're uh, we're here to bring you that good Conch tent. Thank you for joining me today, man. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it wasn't a terrible drive down here. No, it wasn't too bad. But it's funny you should mention red rooms because I've never been here before. So <laughs> if I end up dead, um, Mom, I love you. At least it's on video. Right, right. <laughs> get some of those those views up. Yeah, we'll get it on 4K. We'll send it to everybody. It'll be great. it'll be great. Um, but yeah, the the topic for today, taboos, and uh, you know, glad you could come on, Randy. Unfortunately, can't make this episode, but you were more than happy to kind of step in, fill the shoes. So uh, thank you for uh, for fixing Randy's fucking laziness here, always breaking his mics and stuff. So let's just uh, let's just get to it, man. Like just off the top of your head. What uh, what does taboo mean to you? Like, do you what's the first few things that come to your head? Uh, the first few things would have to be um, obviously sexual taboos, eating people, <laughs> cannibalism. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess you can't eat people, and uh, I would say probably uh, political taboos as well would be uh, a pretty good place to start. Okay, so. You know, on the mention of sexual taboos, we'd like to uh, get as mm, as ridiculous as we can on this uh, on this podcast. So, well, uh, we'll start there. I feel like that's a great spot to start. Um, you were mentioning taboos in the sexual sense. What are you thinking there? Are you thinking like bestiality? Are we thinking incest? Like, what, what, what's what? Like, let's get let's get more specific with it. What what are you what are you thinking here? My mind goes straight to uh, bestiality. Of course, you can't have sex with animals. If you, what do you do with a person when you find out that they've had sex with their their animal or an animal, like a cow or a sheep or anything like that? That's uh, pretty disgusting. I don't want to deal with them. I mean, that's a wild thought, though. If you ever think about it, like, what would be a cow's O face or O sound? Like, I feel like that would be something that would haunt me personally. And I, even though I wouldn't be a part of it, if I were to just even witness it or hear that shit. I feel like that would just stick into my mind pretty profoundly, and uh, I don't like it honestly. Um, but that that is a that is an interesting question there. Uh, what's your opinion on O faces when it comes to animals? I've always wondered if animals do in fact like have O faces because I've never I've never looked too deep into the topic of animal orgasms. <laughs> but I've always wondered. A lot of animals just get in, get out real quick. Is there any real? orgasm that's reached when they're doing it or is it just pure uh like multiplication yeah it's just like do the do animals keep it strictly business is, is that what you're trying to say yeah it's like you know what this is this is innate biology i gain no uh no real lasting pleasure from this it's just kind of in and out so to speak so uh yeah let's just do this thing but you know in reality all we hear is like moo or meh <laughs> Uh, but I'm sure it's like a whole thing. Yeah, it's got to be some kind of transaction. I think humans are actually the only creatures that really add more connotations to to sexual acts than uh, than any other species on the planet. I could be wrong here. Uh, do you know of anything other than humans that do that? I think dolphins as well um, have sex for fun. But I think for the rest of the animal kingdom, it's purely business. Like, you know what we got to do? Um, let's do it. Uh, a few months later, you're going to have my kids. 
and you'll take care of them, and I'll be gone. You're gonna go get some milk, and then, and then never come back. <laughs> Step up for a pack of cigarettes, real quick. I miss you, Dad. I miss you so much. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, fuck you, Dad. Um, but uh, no, go ahead, man. Go ahead. I've always wondered: uh, is there other animals that we could possibly procreate with? Like, obviously, chimpanzees. There's a Charlie, the human Z. And it was speculated that he was a cross between a human and a chimp. But I wonder if there's other animals like gibbons or other monkeys that we could procreate with. That's a really good question, actually. Um, Man. To think about it, though, like, okay. All right, that, that, that brings up a very interesting question. If you could pick one animal to crossbreed with, what would you pick? I would say uh, if I could pick one animal, I would choose human because I want my kids to look like me. I don't want a fur baby. Personally, that's just me. That's you. You said human, dude. That's cheating. You can't pick a human. It's interspecies. Like you have to pick something else. Like me, I'd pick llama, right? Because I'm like half South American, so llamas are like my spirit animal. Um, plus, llamas spit, which is kind of sexy. Um, yeah, so you got to like you got to pick something else, man. What what else would you pick? Uh, well, you did just introduce me to your dogs, so I think I would choose a dog. I love dogs. Dogs are awesome. If I could have a half-human, half-dog hybrid child, uh, I think my life would be complete, really. You know, that's a, that's, that's a good one, although I feel like that species would be doomed in any relationship because dogs are super needy by nature, and so are men to, to a very high degree, you know, not all of us, but, you know, some of us. I feel like that breed would, would be just doomed to heartbreak very frequently. Um, yeah. And would you, would you even like, would you neuter, like, would you neuter that animal? Right? Cause it's half dog. So that would mean that it's chances of cancer are higher. Um, and if you already have family history of cancer, that would just be wild. So like that would even be more unfortunate. Can you imagine having to get castrated because you're half dog? And then on top of that being super needy, that'd be a very weird existence, man. Most crossbreeds are actually sterile. So uh, ligers are pretty popular crossbreed, a cross between a lion and a tiger. Uh, and they can't multiply. Most um, crosses can't actually multiply. Like mules. Mules can't. That's right. Yeah. Cross yeah. between a donkey and a horse can't actually procreate. Um, so I don't think I would have to really worry about neutering it. Um, but that would definitely be a pretty interesting puberty. You know what? That's uh, that's a good point. That is a good point. Um, all right, all right. So I feel like this is a perfect transition, a good time to pivot to incest. Um, <laughs> so uh, so tell me, man, what's what's your opinion on that? I feel like you see more humor, incest-based humor in media nowadays. Uh, you see it a lot in Rick and Morty. You always hear them making jokes about it. Um, I think I've heard it in a few other animated shows too. I can't think of any exact episodes off the top of my head, but I feel like it's I feel like it's you know, it's becoming more mainstream. It's becoming more acceptable to, to joke around about. Uh, what, what, what's your opinion? I mean, we've all uh, seen the videos where, <laughs> what are you doing, step bro? Uh, where is the line that incest steps in? If that's uh, your sister, you've known her, you've grown up with her. Um, is that incest? I think um, that's one of the reasons why incest is becoming more, uh, uh, should I say, less taboo. Because... Of all the videos that we've all seen. Bangbros.com. Sponsorship. <laughs> sponsorship. We are not we are not sponsored by Bang Bros. You know how much dough we, we would hit we would be in such a better studio, man, if we were sponsored by Bang Bros. But uh man, that's uh that's a wild thought. I'm pretty sure Bang Bros has they they have to have some kind of incest type of uh sub website. I mean they're too big to not have that kind of weird fetishized kind of specific website um yeah we should have done our research on that man i should have uh should have you know looked that up with you earlier before the episode but that's okay anybody listening out there look it up let us know in the comment section does bang bros indeed have an incest based site and if so what's your thoughts your opinions drop a link <laughs> drop a link, link that shit. um another thing that comes to mind when it comes to taboos man is uh like you were saying just like cannibalism and just eating things in general, 
but uh, that's also a very interesting thought because if you think about it, people, um, they're pretty unique with what they deem acceptable, what they don't deem acceptable. Different cultures are different in terms of belief systems. And even though he's not here right now, Randy and I have had this conversation in the past where he has told friends of his, Look, I'd be comfortable eating a dog or a cat. Like to me, that's just meat. Um, it's only really certain people who add, you know, companion connotations to that kind of thing. Um, you just admitted earlier that if you had to pick a species, you'd pick a dog and you know, not everyone probably feels that way. So what's your opinion on like eating exotic things, uh, that people would seem like see as real taboo here in the United States? I think I would definitely eat a lot of different animals. A dog, I really, it depends on the scenario. Obviously, end of the world, I would eat a person 100%. (laughs) I would eat all the meat. Dama party part two. Oh, yeah. It's going to be lit. End of the world. Uh, I would eat a horse, probably. I hear they taste really good. Uh, Probably a snake. And like I said, it really depends on what the scenario is if it's the end of the world i'm eating anything i can really uh but i'm not going to go to a french restaurant and eat snails just because that is on the menu that seems really gross to me bro you don't like snails you don't like calamari or it, I, feel, I hear like it's just like calamari that's what i hear it's like the same consistency that it's pretty delicious i feel like i i mean i try some snail like you you wouldn't like there wouldn't be any situation where you consider trying some escargot in your cargo uh, no, at the moment, I'm a vegetarian, so I don't eat animals. Uh, but uh, given the scenario, given some situation, if I had to eat meat, I definitely would. Because um, I like being alive. I love my life. So that's an interesting question, right? I mean, clearly, you're a vegetarian, right? But um, let's say you weren't a vegetarian. You eat a snail. Now, snails are, you know, they can get to fair sizes, but for the most part, you know, it's it's pretty easy to kind of just squeeze one in your mouth and eat it, right? So if you eat a snail whole, does that mean technically you eat the you eat ass? You eat the butt? Like you're eating an animal's butt at that point, right? Do snails have butts? I don't know, man. You, you tell me. Um, snails definitely have asses. Um, they also have dicks. So you'd be eating their snail dicks as well. And their slime. You'd be eating that good, that, that, I don't know if it's good slime, but you'd be eating some kind of slime. Um... That's like that's like a culmination of different taboos right there. I can't even think of uh man. Just like you see that from the, the fucking other snails perspective. I, I like to think of it in terms of that movie, um uh what was that animated movie with Jonah Hill and like Seth Rogan? Sausage Party. Sausage. That's what it was. I feel like can you imagine from the perspective of like the fruits and vegetables in that movie when they saw the potato oh, spoiler alert spoiler alert by the way for anyone who hasn't seen sausage party um but there's this one scene where you know these pro- produce products and different foods get picked up at a grocery store and in this world when they're taken to a person's house and they get cons- like they don't know they get consumed they just think they reach nirvana or like a higher plane of existence but the main characters get to this person's house they think that they're going to achieve some kind of spiritual enlightenment. And then all of a sudden, the potato gets picked up and starts getting peeled, skinned alive. And then everyone else is watching like, what the fuck is going on? Run. Can you imagine that from a snail's perspective or another animal's perspective? They see you eating their homie and then eating their ass and dick. Like you said, That's that's got to be some kind of fucking drama. And they can't say shit. Uh, I think they'd be next. They would They would be the ones that would be eaten next. So I don't think they'd have too long to worry about it. To me, I feel like a snail would just have the consistency of a booger. So, I mean, I don't like boogers, per- personally. I'm not going to pay to eat a booger. So, uh, snails are off the menu for me. Not even a French booger, man? Like those classy type of boogers? <laughs> no, I heard them French boogers don't shower, so... <laughs> I'm good. I'm good on French boogers. All right. Well, you know, I'm sure there's other people out there who find French boogers quite appetizing. So let us know in the comment section if you find French boogers appetizing. Um, Okay. All right. That's interesting, man. Now, we've kind of covered the whole sexual, the whole, um, you know, food versions of taboos. But let's just think of little things, man. Are you like a superstitious guy? Are there certain taboos in your life where you're just like, oh, I don't do that because it like fucks up my flow when I want to do something or... 
I consider it bad luck to do something like this. What's uh? What are some of your personal taboos? Um, personally, I will never walk under a ladder. I don't know what's supposed to happen when you walk under a ladder, but I just, I don't like it. And I've seen it in too many cartoons to do it. Uh, another thing that some people find really weird, I don't put other people's money in my pocket. So if I'm at work and I need to go get change, that money is not going in my pocket. I just can't. I feel like something is wrong if someone else's money is going into my pocket. You know what I mean? That's an interesting. I've actually never heard that one. That that's that's actually really interesting. Is there just like um, is like is there is there like a deeper meaning behind that? Like just metaphorically, or is just it just feels weird for you? It feels uh strange. Like it's almost like I'm stealing it for a second, and I'm I don't want to get anyone confused. Um, they see someone else's money going in my pocket, and then that money goes missing. Well, everyone knows I don't put other people's money in my pocket. I don't put uh, store money in my pocket or anything like that. So I, uh, no one's ever going to get confused if uh, money goes missing. So what you're essentially telling me is that you'd never get strange for a little bit of change. No, no, I, I don't. I wouldn't get strange. Uh, but yeah, be specific. What do you What do you mean? What do you mean strange? Yes. Uh, then I. <laughs> <laughs> My counterpoint to that would be no. No, I would not. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Okay. Um and you know, I just kind of want to kind of want to give you a shout out here too. Um you're a producer, man. You uh you make your own beats, your own music. Uh how about in the studio? Are there any like specific taboos that you try to avoid um when it comes to your process? No, no, anything goes in the studio. Um if you uh, personally, I don't smoke. I don't drink or anything like that. If you want to do that, I'm working with an artist. You can do that. I'm not going to... Don't smoke crack in my studio, please. <laughs> that shit gets everywhere. But yeah, but other than that, yeah, you can you can pretty much do it with some wild stuff in my studio. Okay, so if you had just some like weird-ass, like, Quavo-looking motherfucker in your studio and they're just like, the only way I can produce this hot fire is if, you know... Um, I drink some Cambodian breast milk beforehand, and then I have to, you know, get my titties sucked by a clown wearing a tutu. Like, you'd be okay with that? I would be offended if you didn't do that, because I'm trying to make this paper. I'm trying to make the fire. So if that's what you need to do, that's your creative process. Bring it on. Okay, I respect that, man. I respect that. Um, all right, so um, so we'll do this then. Um what I actually wanted to do was uh, I wanted to give you an opportunity to kind of just like just kind of shout yourself out. Uh, we like to give everybody on the Magic Couch an opportunity to do so. So, uh, do you, I mean, you could plug yourself, man. Tell us, uh, tell us what Control Delete's working on your 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 pages. Like, give us give us a little give the audience a little bit uh, more info about you. I'm pretty experienced at plugging myself. Um, if we're talking about the same thing, giggity. Uh, so uh, I'm Control Delete. I make uh, vaporwave music for internet fiends uh instagram control delete music um go search me up yeah pretty much just vaporwave synth stuff i'm really into synthesizers uh i do make trap so if you're looking for some trap beats uh i got some fire for you as well that would be uh, a different page though just hit me up um you can find me on Bandcamp, control delete i'm still working on spotify uh, I submitted it like a week and a half ago, and they just have not gotten back to me. So uh, if anyone has any suggestions for me, uh, uh, other than DistroKid, because I don't know really what's going on with that, um, I would like to get my music up on Spotify, uh, Apple Music, and, and whatnot. But I'm also on YouTube, um, Control Delete, Control Plus Sign Delete. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, back to you, Al. <laughs> Um, in case you guys were wondering what that little weird uh, laugh was there, uh, Canton or Control Delete here just almost kissed me because um, we're sharing a mic here. It's very intimate. We like to get intimate with our audience members here. Um, so if you want to be intimate with us, feel free to uh, come on our show, uh, especially people from Bang Bros. That would be amazing. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, man, I'm just kind of just kind of curious. Uh, have you have you had the chance to like work with any? Uh, anybody in the studio with you, like doing some vocals or some uh, or some bars, uh, anything like that so far? 
Um, yeah, so I've, I've worked with a few artists. No, no one really too brag-worthy. Um, local artists. Um, that was really during my um, a phase where I was trying to get some experience, and it did not end up well. So it's not their fault. It's 100% me. I was still learning. Um, but like I said, nothing really brag-worthy. Um, but right now, I'm, I'm really just trying to work on uh, making regular music using samples, uh, vocal samples off of YouTube uh, from like the 1980s and 90s, like news broadcasts, um, infomercials, uh, technical videos, like explaining how to make my, um, use Microsoft Word. Um, nothing nothing uh, that should be copyrighted like Whitney Houston or anything like that. So what you're saying is we need to get in that studio. We need to drop some some hot fire. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, man, bring it. You heard that. You, I mean, to Randy out there, who's who's probably you know breaking mics or something. Uh, we're gonna drop that fire. We're gonna we're gonna that <laughs> that magic conch mixtape is coming to anyone who's listening. Don't worry, it's we here. We here for it. Um, that brings me to my next point, man. Kind of jumping back into the subject at hand. When it comes to music, I think you can agree that uh, through certain ages, music has been taboo in itself, right? There was a uh, most of the some of the greatest musicians, greatest bands, greatest songs. Uh, were released be and liked by many because it was so controversial, wouldn't you say? Um, yeah, so I remember sometime in fifth grade, uh, I believe uh, one of our teachers was telling us about Elvis, how he was banned from the waist down on television because his gyrations were too sexual. And I'm thinking, I don't think that's how you do it. Uh, he's going kind of a side-to-side motion. I think it's more of a back-and-forth motion. But yeah, so Elvis was taboo for the 50s, 60s, um, which is pretty tame by today's standards. Janet Jackson um, exposed her whole titty in the Super Bowl. So I I can only imagine what uh, housewives would think in the 50s if they saw a whole titty on TV. I mean, to be fair, when did that happen? I think it was like early 2000s, right? When When that titty was exposed. And honestly, it wasn't Janet's fault. That was just Justin Timberlake. He was uh he was getting a little grabby. He got a little adventurous, and uh, you know, titty's a uh, titty was exposed, much to our delight, honestly. Um, and that's actually a pretty interesting event that happened in history because, from what I understand, a uh, few people were searching for that. They couldn't fig- find it anywhere. Um, CBS or NBC had scrubbed it from the internet, um, so they decided there should be one spot where all videos are kind of kept, and you can look up anything. And that is the people that created YouTube. So thank you, Janet, for YouTube. Thank you, Janet's nipple. Um, I enjoy YouTube a lot. Shout out to Janet Jackson for doing what her and her nipple have done for the music industry and really just the entertainment industry in general. I mean, that Jackson family is super talented. Um, she, held, she holds more talent in one titty than most people do <laughs> in their whole body. So that's that's great. That's great, man. Um, what are, what are some artists that, um, that you just collectively in your life have heard and just think they're pretty controversial or the most controversial, uh, artists or groups that you've heard? I don't know if you've ever heard of Death Grips, but I feel like that is crackhead music. That is music for crackheads. Um, it's, it's good. Don't get me wrong. Um, I'm also a crackhead, but, uh, Death Grips is pretty crazy, um, Bro, didn't you say not to do crack in your studio? Yeah, that's work time, not play time. <laughs> okay. All right, all right, I got you, I got you. It's time It's time to put in that work, not for pleasure. I got it, I got it. Guar is another um, group, especially their live performances. One of their performances, they ripped um, P- Paris Hilton in half. Um, blood everywhere. Obviously, it was, it was not the real Paris Hilton. She's still alive and walking. Uh, but Guar's is pretty taboo as well. Um, I'm gangster rap and pretty gangster rap for the time was pretty controversial because they're singing about things like selling drugs and doing drive-bys and things like that. And I don't think the American public was ready for the real like that, but it really be like that out here. It, it really does, man. I, I think when you were driving here, you went through like two, two drive-bys, right? Yeah, it was, uh, it was terrifying. I barely got out with my life, uh, but it was worth it. I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad I made it. Dude, be, <laughs> I know, I think Chappelle made this joke in the past where he was just like, man, I just want to have one goal before I die, and that's just 
to not shit myself. Like, I just want to make sure that people at my funeral are just like, damn, did you hear how he went out? Died crying like a bitch. Shit himself and everything. (laughs) (laughs) That's really all I want to avoid. That's my biggest taboo, shitting myself. That's the one thing I don't, I don't ever want to do. And I'm pretty open-minded, but, uh, no, shitting myself, that's, uh, that's, that's a no-no for me. Yeah, shitting yourself before you die, I, you're not gonna care, right? You're just gonna shit yourself and be dead, but can you imagine the first responders? Oh, he shit himself. We got a shitter. (laughs) We got it. Would be, would be like, shitter mortis? I think, I think that'd be the apt term, right? It's pretty appropriate. You don't want to leave. You don't want to leave a shitty corpse for the first responders. Don't shit yourself before you die. If you can help it, please don't shit yourself. I mean, that's just rude. All right. Uh, here at the Magic Hodge, we don't condone rudeness. Okay. So, uh, so just be polite. You know, if you're gonna die, die like a gentleman or a gentlewoman. All right. We're inclusive here, by the way. Control delete. Um, but okay, okay. I'll say for me in terms of like. Uh, just most controversial artists. I feel like Marilyn Manson was pretty controversial when he came out in the early 90s with the Spooky Kids, right? That's what their names were? Or that's what the name of the group was? Um, I remember I heard that first album, uh, which was like Portrait of an, like, um, an American Family or something like that. Um, and one of his songs started off with him saying over and over again, I am the God of Fuck, um, which is pretty wild when you hear it when you're young because you're like, what does that even mean? Um, I ain't the god of fuck. Um, but yeah, like, I feel like that was the era of like super controversial content was the early nineties. You had groups like Marilyn Manson, you had, um, you had corn kind of killing the scene in the early nineties with that first album, uh, even their second album, which is life is peachy. I think, um, you had a lot of like gangster rap, like you were saying you had, uh, I think what, I mean, obviously everyone knows Biggie and like Tupac and those guys, but even like slightly before that, you had N.W.A. kind of making waves during like the Rodney King beating era, um, with like songs like "Fuck the Police." Fuck the Police. Exactly, exactly. Um, you had Ice Cube kind of doing his thing. Oh man, what was uh? I had he had a really great line about that. Uh, that's I think it went something like, "Uh, you're mad at me because I'm a teenager with a little bit of gold in a pager." Um, and then he's just like, "Great impression, by the way." Thank you, thank you. I I try at least once every day to do my best Ice Cube impersonation. Uh, Black police selling out for the white cop. But uh, yeah, like those were. I feel like that was the era of like super super controversial controversial music, even by today's standards. I feel like we've gotten a little more tame when it's come when it comes to content. I think we're a little more PC now, man. What do you think? Oh yeah, you you don't want to offend anybody when you're making your music. That's a huge difference between. 90s 2000s music uh people were trying to bring a message forward so that was what was happening in the black community obviously um with the rodney king beatings a lot of people didn't realize that this was what people were going through on a daily basis so bringing light shining a spotlight onto that was uh kind of controversial because obviously you're taught um, the police will help you if you need anything. You never really consider the police might harm you in a situation. It's not good to to deal with them. Um, but for a lot of people, that was a daily reality. Um, so I can see that being controversial. Now we have, you know, Katy Perry. It's all it's all love songs. Uh, I love you, or you broke my heart, or something like that. Um, so it, it's kind of hard to offend people when you're talking about love songs. But, I mean, uh, one of the more controversial artists today, people say she stole her style from Madonna, but I think she's pretty unique. Uh, Lady Gaga. Yeah, yeah. She was, she's pretty uh, taboo. Wearing a meat suit? A meat suit. <laughs> Those two words don't go together. Meat suit. So that, that's, uh, that's pretty controversial. So e- even today, people are still uh, working on that controversy angle. Uh, is Lady Gaga vegan? Do we know this? Is she vegetarian or vegan? Uh, I think the the message she was making with that uh, the meat dress was uh, the meat industry is full of animal abuses. So I wouldn't be surprised if she was a vegetarian or a vegan. That just kind of puts that into a whole new level of perspective for me. That's like that's like next level type of propaganda, self self propaganda. There, that's crazy. 
Um, damn. All right. All right. Um, okay. So I will. Okay. I will say this then. Um, out of out of the genres of current music that you were talking about, uh, I think you actually forgot one of the most important ones. You said it's mostly love songs, right? Or you broke my heart. You're also forgetting the very specific genre of I just want to drink lean. And uh, I just want to, I don't know, do people still use the word swag? Is swag still appropriate? Uh, Personally, I still use swag. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a swaggerello. I, I definitely keep it swagging all day and night. Sleep and swag. What, what does that even mean? Do you like, you like when, you, when you say goodbye to people, are you like, swiggity, swiggity, swag, you know, take your bag, get the fuck out of here. Um, is that like, is that what you're going to? Like, do you have, uh, I know every producer kind of puts like a line in the beginning of their beats, kind of just kind of shouting themselves out. Is that going to be yours now? Is it going to change like something with swag in it? Like swaggeroo or something like that? Not at all, man. I let my swag speak for itself. Damn. You're goddamn right. <laughs> no swag was harmed in the making of this episode. Nobody, nobody's swag took any personal injury during the recording of this episode. So, uh, don't worry. Actually, I have no swag. I don't know if you knew that. Um, I actually lost all of it. Yeah. Um, I got divorced. She took, uh, she was supposed to take half, but the judge decided she should take all of it. So, uh, yeah, I have no swag, man. Um, don't tell anybody. Oh, shit. We're still recording. Um, forget everything you just heard, people. Swagger, swaggeroo. Yeah, it always sucks when uh, a lady steals your swag. Um, yeah, I, I think that happened to Austin Powers. You remember? Oh, that's right. He yeah. lost his mojo. Yeah, he lost. Uh, back in the day, it was mojo. Now it's swag. Um, someone sucked the the mojo right out of him, which sounds like it'd be a good time, but it's definitely <laughs> definitely uh, hurt Austin in the long run. <laughs> See, the thing is, you got to leave a little swag juice. I feel like just a little bit. I mean, it can be a good time, but you got to leave. You really just got to leave some for uh, for later. You know, you can't just be selfish and take it all in. Um, yeah. All right. Um, is there anything else you can think of, man, when it comes to taboos that we might have missed or that I might have missed? Um, yeah. One thing that I was thinking of when we were talking about the taboo show was like in the 50s, 40s, um, it was pretty taboo to be a lefty. So I'm a lefty. I know you're a lefty. Um, so praise the devil. Hey, <laughs> 666. <laughs> is there any way we can put that backwards? I don't know if you knew this, man, but um, six six six. If you play it like if you put it backwards, is also six six six. Ah, so it is backwards already. All right, well six six six. But um, yeah. So, um, being a lefty definitely was taboo, and in some places it still is taboo. It's just a such a weird thing. Ten percent of the population is a lefty, and I feel like it was those damn righties. That we're trying to steal our lefty swag. Those right liberal bastards. Those right conservative bastards. They took our lefties. Um, actually, interesting fact, man. Did you know that uh, Randy is also a lefty? Hey. Yeah, um, so I'm watching a show. I, I just noticed when people are lefties. So I'm watching a show called The Outsiders on HBO. That's a great show. It's a dope show. But there are so many lefties. So I believe Jason Bateman is a lefty. Um, the main dude, the main detective is a lefty. His wife is a lefty. I'm just like, did they just come together and make a show with all lefties? Which, uh, that's that's my dream, honestly. I'm, I'm living a dream right now. Uh, but I, I want to see more lefty representation in the media. For a long time, uh, Clinton was a lefty. Bush was a lefty. Obama was a lefty. And that era is done. No more lefties. In, in Illuminati confirmed, by the way. That's what that means. Thank you for revealing that to me. Um, so I didn't know that, man. That's that. I, I kind of see you in a different light now that I know you have like a pro-leftist agenda here. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm very lefty. I'm 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 so lefty um, that I would cut my right hand off uh, because I don't need it really. I'm just no, I wouldn't do that. I need I need him. I'm a piano player, so. I need both of them. But I definitely favor my left hand on the piano. Bro, I'm so lefty that I'm righty. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I go so far left that I end up going right. Get out. <laughs> but I'm ch- um, That was my bad joke for this episode. Um, all right. Uh, that's interesting. I didn't even catch that in The Outsiders that uh, most of those people were lefties. That's kind of nuts. Um all right. Well, one, one thing I did want to kind of finish uh, conversing with you on this is a uh, fun fact. Uh, yourself, Randy, and I 
we were pretty much we grew up together. We were we were childhood buddies. Um, went to the same you know Catholic school upbringing. Private school gang. Six six six. That's what they yeah they teach you about that in in Catholic schools, right? Yeah, a lot of people don't know that um, Catholic schools are actually Satanist indoctrination stations. Um, so they fill you with Christian, especially Catholic propaganda. Um, and there's a whole show you could do about Catholic uh, taboos um, throughout time. But uh, yeah, Catholic propaganda until you realize that Jesus is the devil and that's who you're praising. That's who you're worshiping. I mean, quite literally, we talked about this in our last religion episode. You're, you're, you're feasting on the body and drinking the blood. That's pretty metal. Actually, fucking cannibalism. Catholicism, it is cannibalism. Catholicism is pretty metal, man. Wouldn't you agree with me on that? Uh, yeah, so they uh, go to great lengths to really explain that when you're taking the Eucharist, that is the body. It, it's called the, the transfiguration. I, I don't think that's what the transfiguration is, but it literally becomes the body and literally becomes the blood. So there's no way around it. You, you eat people if you're a Catholic. You have to. Um, that's part of their beliefs. You have to eat people. You do it once a week, people. You didn't even realize it. Let's here to blow, we're here to blow your mind. Uh, blow your conch. Um, that sounds kind of weird, actually. Blow your conch. Blow your something. <laughs> uh, you're goddamn right. Uh, I got to get that sound bit. I feel like that's pretty appropriate. Um, and uh, just kind of last thing, man. Like, when we were in elementary school, obviously, uh, it was like, what, early 2000s, 2003, something like that. Um, do you remember some of the, the taboo things in, like, just a, a, our Catholic school upbringing? <clears throat> Oh, yeah. I don't know if you remember this, but I had very long hair. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, 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 I had, yeah. I had crazy long hair. Um, so that was definitely a taboo. So when we uh, went to Siena, um, they wanted to always make sure my long hair was tucked in because they didn't want the other kids to get any ideas. Um, there was also that weird taboo. You went to McQuaid, right? I did, yeah. Yeah, so um, I know that in Catholic schools, you can't have any facial hair. Which is definitely strange, especially given the whole Catholic sex scandal, why they won't let boys have any facial hair. Um, but that was definitely a taboo. Um, do you remember uh, Tom? Tom, yes, yeah. I do. I do, yeah, yeah. I think uh, the talking about Mexican Tom, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he had that little bit of mustache, and they made him shave it off. I do remember that, yeah. <laughs> In middle school. Um, that was definitely... That that's a weird kind of taboo for me. Like you have to shave your face, and they give you a razor, and you actually shave your face. That's a, a level of control that I feel like uh, a teacher shouldn't have. That's bodily autonomy. I agree, and like private schools kind of get away with some wonky stuff because it's a like I said, like you said, a private institution. Um, so yeah, I had it the same way in high school. Like you said, I went to Catholic high school, and. Uh, if you had your beard just a little too long or if your hair was past your collar, they would just pull you to the side to give you a razor and then be like, go fix it. And you really had no choice in the matter because if you didn't, they would uh, they would escalate things to like potentially detention, expulsion, some kind of some kind of weird like repercussion. Um, but it's always funny to me to think back at those times because, you know, we're, we're fucking adults now. So anybody says that now nowadays, we're just like, fuck you, man. <laughs> eat a bag of baby dicks like that's that's to say essentially the response you'll get from uh from either one of us but uh back then you just don't realize just how much you give up um as a as a young lad uh especially in those teenage years but uh you kind of gave me a wild thought when you were talking to me about tom and uh, them giving him that razor i could just see him objecting but like in puberty boy voice <laughs> so it just it just kind of weaves between deep and high pitch like alto and, and uh what's the soprano something like that uh, it's just, can you just imagine that? Like, no, man, I don't want to do it. <laughs> this is totally unfair. Stop laughing. Um, yeah, no, it was. Uh, oh my gosh, you remember Miss Mesmer? Oh yeah, she had that lisp. She had that crazy lisp, and not you know not to make fun of people with lisps, but this one was really profound. And when you're a middle school kid, you're fucking savage. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you say. <laughs> you are your most savage self when you're a middle schooler. You do not. Think about what you say. Your hormones are raging. It's just the most wild times. And there was this there was this lady in our school. Her name was Miss Mesmer. I don't even remember what she taught or what her job was. She was an aide. Oh, she was a she was a student aide. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she knew where she was going every morning with a name like Mesmer. Come on now. 
She she kind of she would have to be like Miss Mesmer. <laughs> Yo, I she knew that. she knew what her name was and where she was going. <laughs> so I don't feel bad for her too much because she knew she knew what was up. We're all 11, 12, 13 years old. What do you? I don't know what you expect. We're not professionals at that age, so um, I don't feel bad. I definitely did make fun of her lisp several times, and um, I shouldn't have. I feel guilty about it now. Um, definitely made me a bad person, but at the time. She knew where she was going. She was asking for it. She was. <laughs> um, brilliant, man. Brilliant. Um, I also remember, oh, man, I don't remember. Who would you say was the most, uh, the most wild in our, our elementary school group? Well, that's kind of tough. I definitely remember our elementary school group today. I'm thinking of a few and none of them are really wild. Um, I don't know what what the public school kids were doing, but in the private school sector, um, it really didn't get too wild for me, in my opinion. Okay. Um, so the answer is me. I was the most wild. (laughs) Surprise. Um, yeah, I feel like most of my days consisted of figuring out ways to go to the bathroom or go to our little cupboard closets where our backpacks were so I could do things other than being a productive student, uh, whether that be meeting someone for trading cards. I remember there were some girls who were sometimes in that cupboard, um, like Amber. I remember Amber was in there a lot um, and Taylor, um, and I just used to like find reasons to go in and say, what's up? Um, you know, back then I didn't know what hormones were, but I was just like, man, there's girls in there. I don't really like girls at this age, but I feel like I should go say hi, so I'm going to go find a reason to go say hi. Um yeah, and then Marielle was another one. Uh, Marielle and Jocelyn were two girls who were just like inseparable in our in our elementary school class. Um, I feel like the 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 girls were always making fun of the guys for us being like just kind of dumb, uh, dumb young lads. Uh, was it young, dumb, and actually not full of cum? Because not yeah, not at that not at that point. Um, but yeah, I was out. I was definitely the most wild man. I don't know what Rainy has to say about it, um, but yeah, man, I was a I was a little hoodlum. I was a I was a little hoodlum, uh, I will admit. I don't know if you remember, but our our elementary school was definitely in the hood. It was. It was. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Lit- it was like here's the playground, right? Have fun, kids, but don't cross the street because you might get shot. Um, and that's essentially the whole. Di- I think we like. I think at some point we must have heard a gunshot. We just didn't know that it was a gunshot. Yeah, I I remember finding a bullet on the playground. <laughs> I found a bullet on the playground, like right across the street was a trap house um, <laughs> and a corner store. It was, it was definitely the hood. That's um, wild. But we're, we were connected to a church. So we had a whole church parking lot. It was a very, it was almost like an island of properness inside the jungle of the ghetto. I don't know. You just go up to your, to your teacher and be like, oh, this, this man gave me a bullet and told me to hang on to it. <laughs> Don't worry, little Johnny. That was probably meant for the other kid. He's a little bastard. Jesus will keep you safe. Say ten Hail Marys. I also... Do you say say ten Hail Marys? <laughs> yeah. I saw the word play there. I see, I see you, man. Um, but that's wild. Like, you're right. Because it was like... It was a school. Um, and then it was the hood around. Like, it was it was an isolated little island. And you had the church behind the school. Um, so I can just imagine, like, just some, like, thugged out motherfuckers. just like, doing some real gangsta shit. And then they just go into the church and just, like, confess to Father Tim. <laughs> it was just like, forgive me, Father, for I just popped a motherfucker. Oh, yeah. I absolve you, my child. That's uh, that's ten Hail Marys and try not to listen to Tupac for one day. He's like, okay, I can do that. I can do that, Father. You okay, Pops? <laughs> you okay, Pops? Oh, man. It's like that, uh, it's like that, you remember the movie, the remake they did of Starsky and Hutch in 2004? With like Ben Stiller and uh, Owen Wilson. Yeah, kind of. That was a minute ago, but I think I did see that one. There's a really interesting line where uh, I think it's uh, the, the one of there was a little boy in that movie, and he ends up in the hospital, and uh, Snoop Dogg's in there with him. Huggy Bear is his character's name. He's kind of reading a story to the little kid, and uh, you know Ben Stiller's character comes in, sees Owen Wilson's character. At that point, they kind of have like a falling off, a feud, so to speak, between the two of them, and they don't want to talk to each other. Um, but then Owen Wilson's kind of kind to him, but Ben Stiller just shrugs it off and walks away. Um, 
or I'm sorry, it's the opposite. Ben Stiller tries to be kind. Owen Wilson's character, Hutch, kind of sh- just like ignores him and chews him away. Um, and then Snoop Dogg just looks at him. He's just like, hey, brother, just remember. Uh, to err is human, but to forgive, that's divine. <laughs> and then Hutch is just like, what jackass said that? And Snoop Dogg just says, I believe that was God, the greatest Mac of all. <laughs> I totally see that being Father Tim in like that hood, that that gangsta ass person in the confessional booth. It's just like that was the ultimate pops, the greatest gangsta of all, and he forgave. So remember that shit. Yeah, and that was uh the church I was attached was actually my so that was my priest. Father Tim was my priest, so I would go to school Monday through Friday, and I would go to that church every Sunday. So it's really strange now, but I was at that school six out of seven days of the week. And that's, uh, that's not how a kid should live his life. You know, that's, that's wrong. Um, I think, I think St. Andrews is closed now, right? It's like closed down. It's not a school anymore. Yeah. I don't think it's a uh, St. Andrews anymore. I think it's a different school. Um, I think they, it's still a school, just not a, a Catholic school. Shout out to all my fallen Catholic brothers out there. It was a it was a good time. It was uh it was lit, but you know lunches were never the same afterwards. You remember those those it's kind of suspect lunches we got. You remember that? Oh yeah. Those little tinfoil lunches, oh, man. Yeah. It's like with the meat that kind of still had a pulse. It's kind of like I don't know I don't know why my uh my chicken tender is moving, Miss Tanus. But uh, is that fine? Like, should I still eat it? You should be like, yeah, it's okay. You're just eating the chicken's butt. Don't worry. <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, that was prison food. But uh, do you remember how when we went to Siena, they didn't actually have food? They just got like Debello subs. Oh my God, you're right. Yeah, there wasn't even like a meal plan at 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 Siena. It was just like this is our middle school. Um, they just kind of occasionally had like maybe pizza logs and cinnamon sticks that you could get. Um, but for the most part, you were on your own, homie. If you didn't bring a lunch, you were uh you were subject to either not eating anything or kind of seeing what you could scrounge up from the people around you and like i already said middle school is fucking savage so you did not want to be that person yeah and that's uh where a lot of kids became hustlers you kind of had to hustle food out of other kids that's oh yo, yo i remember that it's like the the pixie you remember the little uh was it the little pixie stick things the sugar things i remember kids in middle school used to pretend to snort that shit did you ever do that man uh I don't believe I ever snorted it, but later on, uh, those kids became cocaine addicts. And that's actually a a big problem that people don't talk about in Catholic schools. All that privilege just kind of culminates in massive drug use, which is also uh, pretty taboo in our society right now. Um, Yeah, man, take it away. Talk your shit. Yeah, so how it goes is in the 90s, um, weed was smoked, but it wasn't as uh, accepted as it is now. Um, Yeah. I think in the 90s, everyone thought that weed was going to be legalized by now, and it just hasn't happened um, in some states, I guess, but not on a federal level. Um, but heroin, crack cocaine, um, meth now is a big scary monster. Um, all that stuff is still pretty taboo. You don't want to get messed up with that. Um, but in, in private schools, you definitely see uh, a lot of cocaine. I did anyway. I never did uh, any cocaine in high school. Uh, but a lot of weed, a lot of drinking. Um, so that privilege kind of bring down, uh, brings out that uh, side of society that you, you see. That's true. And a lot of those people went on to become Wall Street traders. <laughs> <laughs> so the cycle just continues. Um, no, you're right, though. And I, I remember the remember the controversy of, uh, what was it, the government introducing crack, in, oh, the crack ed- epidemic into the... Uh, into the the ghettos of the United States to kind of keep people addicted and and, and impoverished. Um, so you're right, man. Like uh, it's a lot of weird stuff when it comes to to drugs in this country and taboos. And it's it's wild to see that it's just starting to uh, change a little bit with uh, with legalization of marijuana in certain states. And even then, there's a whole bunch of fuckery with like how it contrasts federal law and how federal governments can just raid these stores even if it's legal in that specific state. So pretty wild stuff. It's always been also wild to me that. Uh, just you see this a lot in the old school mentality. I'm looking at you, boomers. Um, when you mention marijuana, they they're so used to. I feel like they're they were more apt to believing everything the the TV and government told them. Um, and so because the government, for some strange reason, considers marijuana a Schedule One drug in the same league as like heroin, 
which will really fuck your life up. Um, they they like they hear mention of it. They're like, oh my god, this person's a drug addict. They're, stay away from them. They smoke marijuana. They smoke the devil's lettuce. Um, and it's just like not even in the same league as some of those like life damaging drugs. Um, so it's it's uh it's definitely a taboo, man. You're absolutely right. And uh, we're starting to now, like I said, see some progress on it. Snoop Dogg's kind of making his money with that. Juicy J, uh, shut the fuck up. Um, but yeah, we got a long way. We, this country, I feel like, has a long way to go when it comes to that kind of stuff. But it's it's a slow it's a slow process, man. And as we get older, um, our generations get older, and we start kind of, you know, infiltrating levels of government and whatnot, which you can kind of see already with like people like Ocasio. That's right, yep, Ocasio. Uh, we'll see what happens with these uh, upcoming elections. But I feel like one of the positives is we're becoming more informed. Uh, we're becoming more aware of uh just how much of a difference we can make as uh as uh, upcoming voters and, and leaders of tomorrow. So yeah. Um, I would say that's definitely a positive that can be gleaned from that specific taboo. Uh, absolutely. And the craziness surrounding the whole marijuana of making it illegal was completely racist. Um, keeping it illegal, still racist. Um, it allows you, I think one fourth of all prison uh, the prison population in America uh, is going to be due to a marijuana charge and you get five years and then presidents get on national television and admit that they smoked weed, but they're still the president. Uh, that's, it's, it's really disgusting. So uh, it's a crazy tab. It's a real strange dichotomy. Like you can be a pothead and you can be president or you could be a pothead and lose your freedom. So what you're saying is you're going to vote for Bill Gluckman down with the bitches and the hoes. Uh, no, I'm a pretty strong Sanders supporter. Okay. I'm, I might lose some support for that, but I'm a I'm definitely on San, uh, Bernie Sanders page. So you, so you feel the burn, man. Yeah, I feel the burn in a few different ways, but <laughs> that's a different episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's next time. That is, that is, that's a whole different thing, but, um, yeah, man, uh, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, there is just one more thing I wanted to do with you here. I uh, appreciate you coming on our show. I appreciate you kind of filling in the shoes for uh, Randy. We'd love to have you back. Uh, Big old shoes, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Um, yeah, you're right, though. Like, kind of, I got, I hung out with Randy a few, uh, close to a year ago when I went to go visit him. Um, he took off his shoes, man. This thing's it's like uh it's it's pretty scary, man. Like he put that shit on the table and it's like, man, that's uh that's a lot of foot. <laughs> I love Randy, don't don't get mad, man, please. No, this is this is the conch, man. Randy knows. He knows. He'll 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 tell you when when you uh when you come on for the next one. But uh there's just one little more one little small segment I wanna say I wanna do with you here. Um and then we'll we'll kinda wrap up the episode. You ready for this? Yeah, lay it on me. So just kind of going to put you on the spot here. It could be silly. It could make no sense. It could just be a bunch of mumbling. But uh, you kind of gave us a track, man, that we're going to start introducing into our uh, into our vodcast and podcast in the future. And uh, we really appreciate it. We really appreciate it. We're going to drop some bars formally in the future on that track with you. But uh, for now, I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm gonna play a little bit of it, and we're just uh, you're gonna you're gonna do a little freestyle for us. Maybe I'll jump into and just make some goofy shit. How's that sound? This is going to be trash, just so you know. <laughs> this is going to be, yeah, this is going to be pretty bad, man. But uh, let's do this. All right. This track is called, uh, it's called The Have Nots, man. Do you want to, you want to say anything about this track before we play it? Um, this is one of my trap productions. Um, I'm very terrible at rapping, so I'm going to give it a shot. Um, but I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be bad. It's probably just mostly going to be mumbling. It's not going to be anything that you're going to understand. And with that, let's have a listen. This is awesome. <laughs> this is that pooty tank joint. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> a little bit of technical difficulties here. Uh, actually, no, this is the beat, man, right? Yeah. This yeah. is it. This is the whole beat. Um, You really you really took the minimalistic approach on this yeah, one. Yeah, this is kind of like uh, the king is wearing no clothes. <laughs> All right, here we go. We got, we got this shit. Here we go. This is so fire. I haven't I haven't heard this song in a minute, so I really 
I don't even know what this sounds like. You know what? I listen, man. I gotta see. There's always a plan B here awesome. at the Magic Conch. Um, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take this to the next level and just play it through my phone. That's a lefty for you. Problem solving. That's right. All right, here we go. This is the Have Nots. like that Kanye freestyle. are being screwed on the screen please don't interfere uh yeah eating ass doing it fast don't tell nobody but keep going uh yeah you crazy for this one Right, man, that was fire. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really glad I got to take part in that, man. <laughs> As you can see, very talented people work here at Conch Studios. We know what we're doing. Um, that Conch mixtape, like Detox, coming soon, coming soon. Um, but yeah, man, really appreciate it. I think, uh, I think just to kind of wrap it up, uh, just on the subject of taboos, I think one of the positives we can gather here is uh, taboos are different for everybody. Um, they depend on your lifestyle. They depend on where you come from. Uh, they depend on your culture. And they change as you get older, as you become uh, a different person entirely. You become wiser. Um, so, if anything, I want to stress tolerance. Uh, no matter what, uh, always try to keep an open mind. Even if you don't agree with something, don't uh, don't be a basher. Don't be a douche. Don't be rude. Um, just accept that uh, there's going to be things you don't agree with in life, and other people will, and that's okay, too. So uh, even though you don't eat ass, someone else loves that shit. So uh, try to be tolerant, and uh, that's my uh, hopeful closing statement. What about you, man? Yeah, if you don't eat ass, pass that ass to me. Um, I'm hungry. I stay eating ass. I'm eating ass right now, in fact. Um, yeah, so definitely, uh, depending on the taboo, um, don't really uh, give someone a hard time about it. If they're a pedophile, murder them. Murder your local pedophile. But... And pretty much anything else. Don't give them a hard time. Just let them, let them live their life, and you live yours. It's like that uh, Juicy J uh, in Bands Will Make Her Dance, right? Like you say no to Ratchet Pussy, Juicy J can't. And Sir Mix a lot, right? Um, tells tells uh, the audience members to pass that butt to him uh, if they don't want it. So, yeah, man, uh, I think that's a that's a good spot to wrap up. Uh, Control delete here, people. Thank you for coming on the show, man. Thank you for having me, bro won't be the last time at all um and definitely check out his stuff uh control delete uh do you have uh do you want to plug in your url slash facebook page uh control delete music on instagram twitter uh and youtube um go check me out and on that note you can also find our content at malumpictures.com uh you can also find our information on facebook uh spotify itunes blueberry whatever tickles your fancy uh, you can find us on there, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Mm-hmm.